Drop to the ground and want knee me if you see me. Take off your top like ZZ. Mushrooms by himself, cause it's sure to give us samples at a body that I demolish. You novice, I'm polished, dipping in pile quick. What's up, Joes? Welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, Ryan Dempsey, and joined by our special guest tonight from the Full Heel Podcast, Mr. Donkey Tron himself, Rafael Chadez. How you doing, brother? What's going on, donkeys? What's going on, Jeff? What's going on, Ryan? <laughs> Thanks for having me again. Yeah, man. Yeah, we got uh, we got everybody on together, and I was just saying we're you know you and I did the uh, the video Skype call last week or over the weekend. And you, we jumped on when we started this call. Ryan and I have never seen each other face to face, so <laughs> it's, a, it's a special night <laughs> Average tonight. Average goes first. <laughs> yeah, cool. I'm glad I'm here for that. Yeah, man, I'm glad we have Good you to on. Be a part of it. Got a little action. Bronson was going in the background. Yeah, we're here, man. It's a Thursday night. We don't have any fight cards to break down, so we're gonna we're gonna do a little news and do a little. Uh, little segment little topic discussion so what's been going on with you guys ryan what's been up with you uh same old same old i mean the weather finally broke so we had a nice cold fall day today finally which was made life bearable but uh both the kids are sick so i've been busy for the last couple of days just trying to take care of them mucus everywhere Ugh. That sounds awful. But it's the best, too, because, like, you know, Carla gets it because she's in at, at preschool and all that, so she gets sick. And then, of course, she sneezes right in her brother's face because why look away? Well, of course. And yeah. so like, the next day, Connor wakes up, and I looked at him like, oh, yeah, he's uh, he's going to be on the commission for a few days, too, now. Oh, <laughs> poor little man. guy. Poor guy. Poor guy. Raphael, what's been going on with you since we last uh, spoke on Sunday? Um... Well, since there really hasn't been any fighting or anything, I've just been catching up on Game of Thrones, playing a little uh, Elder Scrolls here and there, just taking a break. Where uh, where are you at on Game of Thrones? Um, season four, I think it just hit episode eight. Ooh. Yeah. Good. So I've been binge-watching. I've been watching it for a month now. Nice, man. I have I have all seven seasons, so I'm going to be all caught up by the time the next season comes out, whenever that is, like two years from now or something? I don't know. Uh, Next November. Okay. Next November it comes out. Uh, yeah, the final the final season. God damn it! Another thing I love going I still away on that show. It's like everyone one of the, tells me to be on it. It's like it's seriously like the only like television show I guess really that I still watch. Like everything else I enjoyed and and followed week by week and shit is is done. The League, uh, Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, obviously going back The Sopranos. Like what? Um. Yeah, I, I got into Game of Thrones a couple seasons in and got hooked right away and have been into it ever since. So I'm going to spark this bad boy. Yeah, no, it's a badass show. I got hooked right away, too. Uh, probably the first two episodes I was uh, I was in. People told me I would have to wait till around season four, but like I said, I was hooked. Just because I like it's Elder Scrolls. It's the game. I've been telling everyone. I'm like, I've been playing this video game for a while now. <laughs> Like, I don't know what the big deal is. I don't know why everyone went crazy now. Like I would right. like this back then. I would, <laughs> like I like it now. Like I've always liked this shit. Yeah, Skyrim and it's uh, it's dragons and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, my friends remember how excited I was for that game just because I had played part three, part four, and I was waiting for Skyrim so bad. I was like, I need this game. Yeah, I never, I never played Skyrim or any of the Elder Scrolls games. Uh, not really my flavor. But mm-hmm. 
I sat around high as fuck and watched a lot of my friends play it when when <laughs> Skyrim came out because like my like at, the, at that time my core group of friends all like five out of a big group of us all played it and we were like as soon as it came out disappeared so if you wanted to hang out with them you had to go over to like my buddy <clears> justin lived down the road from me had to go over to justin's apartment and fucking play skyrim or watch him play skyrim so i would just roll joints and mm-hmm. fucking watch him fight dragons and shit i try to play it every so often but it, it's life it's life consuming I, people ask me like should i get it i'm like look if you want to dive deep into a game like because you're gonna have to with this game then yes, but I, I wouldn't suggest getting it unless you have time. Like I don't even have time to play it. I I need more than you need more than an hour at a time to play it. For it's sure, just, you, there's so much to do. There's just so much to do. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's not. But they're for fun. The, it's, it's not, not for the casuals. Game. That's for sure. Yeah. No. Ryan has that's no why I just idea. To like uh, I just I just stick to the sports titles so you can get in and out and that's it. Like you can be done like ten minutes and that's about it. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's one thing I do I love about Madden and shit like that is I can play a quick game. I'm trying to the the sports game I do play isn't really a sports game. It's the wrestling game, WWE 2K. Oh yeah, those are good yeah, too. Man, yeah, those are pretty fun. I love because uh, I've had I had 2K 15 and 16, I think, and I played the shit out of like the 2K that had the road to WrestleMania. I love the yeah. creator generators and shit for 2K. Like they're fucking amazing. But the controls for 2K suck dick. <laughs> this I, year, uh, the the characters and the graphics are going to get so much better just because they upgraded to the next generation only. They're not doing right uh, 360 and PS3 anymore. So right, but I'm I'm kind of glad for that. It, it would frustrate the shit out of me. I'd be beating the shit out of a guy, and then all of a sudden he would fucking reverse one thing on me and then i could never get a reversal on him yep. yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. i just that's a fucking yeah. hate that about that game but like i love creating characters or yeah and shit like that like that shit's fun as fuck because it's it's I, really i, I take out the time and do it I, yeah. I take out the time to do it i'll take out the two hours if i have to to do it to set every single move and every single thing the fucking yeah, entrances and shit oh dude yeah. i take my time on that too like fuck it yeah it's fun to do um i Apparently, you can download and upload your guys. I uploaded mm-hmm. my guy. They've, they've downloaded them like 135 times. So apparently, up, people. Yeah. yeah, I used to jump into the communities and like download guys. Um, I think the last one I had was like 15 or 16. I think it was 16. Um, yeah, you could download uh, other uh, wrestlers like people created and shit. So like, I would get all the old school ECW guys, or oh, cool. um, you know, or whatever, or like guys that they didn't have. Um, they had like Grado was in there. I think it was 15 actually, but Grado was in there. So they had awesome. made him and like a couple of, a couple of the ICW guys. Cause like I got into Scottish wrestling. I love fucking ICW, man. I love it. I haven't watched it in a while, but it's, it was like one of the only wrestling that I still kind of paid attention to for a while. Cause of Grado fucking Grado. Grado. Dude, I should have played Grado tonight. That's what I should have done. Maybe we'll close with that. Fucking love Grado. <clears throat> Do you know anything about Grado, Raphael? No, no. Oh, man. I'm not familiar with Grado. Look up, <laughs> just go on YouTube and look up Grado entrances. And this, this dude's like just legendary. He's he's a fat guy, really unathletic, kind of a like Colt Cabana, kind of a comedic wrestler. Yeah, but he comes out to Madonna's like a prayer. 
<laughs> the entire crowd goes ape shit and sings like every fucking word with him. He dances down. He's got a fucking fanny pack. He comes out in a singlet. Like, well, not anymore. He kind of he turned uh, turned heel last. Spring. I'm writing it down just so you know. Yeah, good, I'm look, I'm dude. I'm telling up. you, man. Grado Grado is the shit. And mm-hmm. then subsequently, based off of Grado, um, Tom Lawler. You know, he, for a while he was doing like all of his wrestler entrance themes. And at uh, 196, he came out to like a prayer. That's right. And that was my that was my top pick for the greatest fucking entrances of all time in the in the UFC. Why? Because Grado. I'm <laughs> Grado. Dude, yeah, you'll you'll get a kick out of it. It's pretty funny. Pretty funny. That shit. was like part of the the, uh, the inspiration to uh, where we started using uh, music too, isn't it? it was between uh, Joey yeah. Diaz and uh, and Grado. It was yeah, with well, them kind of. Yeah, we, our interest in doing that. We yeah, it was just like we wanted to start playing the Grado theme for a little while, and then we started listening. I'll listen to Coco and started just playing random songs. But for a while, it was like just all wrestler themes for like a probably a good solid right. couple of months. We, that, we, dude, I, I I've missed the mark on that so bad. I haven't used one wrestler theme the whole time I've done Full Heel podcast. Yeah, we, I don't know why we went through a little phase of it. Uh, you know, we had. Bret Hart and we did Grado continuously mm-hmm. for a little while. Like I said, uh, I know we had the Legion of Doom. Uh, we did the <laughs> we did that. the Taker, Rouge... Taker after WrestleMania. Yep, Taker after WrestleMania. Uh, what else? We did the Rougeau brothers singing "O Canada" or something for you oh, one that's, time. That's right. Yeah, when uh, during the funeral for Kara's yeah. grandfather. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, there was a, there were some <laughs> other ones we did. Um, I think Shawn Michaels at some point, but yeah, we just we went through a little streak for a minute before we just started playing random songs. It was fun. In the good old days, I'm gonna have to start diving into the WWE theme songs after I run out of the songs I want to play, or when I can't think of something, I should just yeah. Just there you go, that. dude. I gotta the Razor Ramon. Right there, you go. That's yeah. That's a classic. Um, received a lot of compliments on uh. From our episode on Sunday, Raphael, I wanted to pass that along to you. It's, it's awesome, like, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm man. glad. Yeah, I've received a lot, a lot of, lot of good feedback on it. So, be cool. It's uh, we 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 can do another Sunday session. Get Ryan. For sure, dude. Ryan, what you drinking? Uh, Cab Merlot. Cab Cab Merlot combination. Uh, huh? wine. Yes. Ooh, look at you. Usually, I figured it was a dark. I, I couldn't really tell because of the lighting in the room. It looked like a dark right. beer. Uh, so I kind of, I kind of feel like the uh, the Brian Callen right now because I got the uh, glass of wine. wine. Where's your <laughs> cheese? Like, Where's your cheese? <laughs> I know you got cheese, Frenchie. Oh, that's over. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when Ryan and I finally get face to face. <laughs> that happened eventually. Yeah, it did. We, I mean, we've been talking about doing it for a minute, so why not? Oh. Yeah, once I get, I get everything set up on the on the new computer too, then I can I'll be able to record out there too. So nice, yeah. You guys yeah. are gonna go on YouTube, or are you guys just gonna strictly stay to audio? Um, we, you know, I haven't really thought about. It. We were talking about yeah, going knows, to YouTube right? for a while back when Dave was still with us, but you know, obviously things changed um it's always a possibility i mean mm-hmm. you know yeah i started the opposite way I started on youtube and then went to audio i should have started on audio and then went to youtube but you know shit happens for a reason right 
Yeah, yeah. It all works out in the end, right? Yeah, it all yeah, it all works out in the end. I don't really know if I want to put my ugly mug on video. Like yeah. it was super weird as it was with Blake. Right. You know, like I've, I like I was telling you the other day, or if I like I said on the show, I just felt super awkward, didn't know what to do. I was looking away from the camera because it was to the side of me on my, on my couch. And I was trying not to look directly into it because I knew it was going online and I was fucking high. <laughs> and I didn't want to look. you perform, dude. Uh, yeah, you perform on stage. Yeah, but it's different on stage. Like, on stage, I don't give a fuck. Like, period. Yeah. Like, there is zero fucks to give yeah, when I go up probably... on a stage, man. Like, it, it, something happens and I become a completely different person. Get in the zone. Well, the same person, but just a little bit more cocky, I guess. <laughs> you, you turn it up to ten. Right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It goes, it goes from about seven to ten. <laughs> I was gonna say probably like eleven or twelve, but yeah, maybe depending on the show. Like we're playing it on Ruli next week, so I'll probably be pretty tanked, and that crowd's usually really hype. So that show will probably be fucking nuts. I love Unruly. Love my home brewery. Love my home brewery. Dude, so um, we're getting some fights for UFC Detroit, finally. UFC 218 is shaping up. We've got... Yeah, uh, a, lot happened, a lot happened since Tuesday. Yeah, a lot has happened since Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, um, they, 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 we stopped recording. All of a sudden, they, they just popped up like, left, right, and center. I talked a bunch of shit, and then that intern that's got to listen to the show was like, yo, you guys better drop some news because <laughs> this motherfucker's getting angry. <laughs> Like, I, I, Francis Ngannou and Alistair Overeem, I'm good. I'm good. Like, when you sent me the voice clip yesterday, <laughs> I was in the car, and I couldn't hear it, so I, put it, I had to listen to it like three or four times. And then I, was just, I heard it like, no, come on. Because like, uh, we had talked about how Overeem was trying to run away, didn't want the fight. Yeah. So that had happened, I was Fuck yes! Here we go! Like it's on finally, and it's the co-main. Yeah, you guys are getting a main event too. Right, even better, even better fight. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe definitely. Well, maybe yeah. They'll title fight, put a title though. Title yeah, fight title. for sure. They're gonna definitely yeah. put a title on there. It's just it's either gonna be Frankie and Holloway, which now I'm kind of okay with with the way this card is stacked up. You know, some of the fights that got announced the last day and a half. Um, you know, like this one especially, I get to see Francis Ngannou. Yeah. Okay. How, how do you yeah. guys feel? How do you guys feel about that one, real quick, though? Uh, is he ready for this guy striking? I think a lot of people sleep on Overeem. I think people do sleep on Overeem because he's older. But yeah. I don't, man, when was the last time he faced a really hungry yeah. lion like this? Like yeah. Stipe. I mean, Stipe tore into his ass pretty good after he got out of that guillotine. But oh, bro, he tapped. Yeah. Just remember? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he totally, Yeah. You know who else tapped? Tito. Yeah, Tito's yeah, the trade. Chael Sonnen is undefeated in Bellator. I mean, I'm excited to see it too because now, like, we've seen Ngannou with the, this raw talent where just like you know, flying from his home over to, to Albuquerque to train. And now he set up shop in Vegas and now he's just me honing in on those skills. So it's going to be good to see, uh, see how he's grown since doing this move. I like his chances in this fight. I definitely do. Um, because, I mean, Overeem's just, he's hes inconsistent now. He likes getting caught. I don't know what, like, 
he's got such good striking, and he implements it, and then boom, he gets caught somewhere. He because yeah. he's used to he's he's used to in his head still thinking that he's the same fighter he always was, who could yeah. take a shot and still keep going. But you know, countless knockouts. He just and yeah. it's not working. Well, man. and he can't eat the uh, the horse meat anymore. Yeah, yeah, Usada yeah, took away the horse meat <laughs> yeah, for everybody. Yeah, so fucked all that up. But it took everyone's chins away, man. But you know, cleaning up the sport, I guess. Right. I'm, yeah, uh, definitely. I'm definitely excited for this fight, though. That I mean, that that alone, um, along with what else they've, they've announced, is is I'm cool with. Uh, we're also gonna get Henry Cejudo and uh, Sergio Pettis is targeted. UFC 218, so I would absolutely 100% be in for that fight. Yeah, that's the one that we were really upset about when yep. it fell apart a couple months ago, so yep. and finally we were, get this one to come to fruition. It'd be great. We were both calling for it here just a couple of weeks ago after Pettis and Cejudo both picked up wins. So And, and seeing Cejudo's fucking uh, striking the last fight? Yeah, man. Yeah. It, it's yeah. definitely an intriguing fight to see with Bettis being a badass striker, too. Because uh, if Sejudo feels in danger, he's going to take him on the floor. And then uh, I don't think Bettis is going to be able to take him on the floor. So it's going to be kind of intriguing how he does, especially knocking out. Uh, who did he knock out? You guys remember? I can't remember. Who? Oh, Wilson, uh, Hayes. Wilson Hayes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Pieced up Wilson Hayes. Well, and Pettis, Pettis coming off a loss. Wasn't he just taken down in his last fight a bunch of times? Or did Pettis, no, Pettis beat Moreno. Yeah. He, oh, was taking, no, he was right. taking. He was taking down. Taking Moreno down. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> no, he beat Moreno. Um, but yeah, I like this fight for for Henry. I think I think he can he can get the better of Sergio on the feet. He's got better power. But you know, if all else fails, when it needs to go to the ground, Henry's going to take him to the ground without yeah. question. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So and like uh, and like we've been talking about a lot with Mighty Mouse and with Yoana uh, and all that stuff. Like, who knows what's going to happen once he gets the uh, once he gets that record? Like, is he going to contemplate the move up or what? Because I mean, this could be a huge win for Suhudo going forward because he could be looking at possibly a vacant title that he could be fighting for and not have to worry about the Mighty Mouse uh, in his way. Or him and Benavidez in a rematch for the title, which is more than likely what's going to happen. If, yeah, because they're not just gonna give it to Joseph. They're gonna fucking. They're gonna. No, they're, have, to, they're gonna have to fight it. it. But but if he can beat Pettis, it definitely puts him in that position. With the only thing that it, it's just Benavides having the win over him. Yeah. Benavides has been out for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, Joe got hurt. He hurt his knee. He was supposed to June, June or July. He was supposed to fight. Yeah, and then he pulled out like in April or May. Okay, yeah. I, I've always been a Joseph fan. He's a badass fighter. He's just, you know, Mighty Mouse has just had his number. Yeah, and that's that's the thing, and that's where the, the sticky situation comes from that we, we kind of talked about a few mm-hmm. times here is, like, he's sitting at number one, but does he really deserve the the title rematch for the third time when it's only it was only close how many times? None. The only person yeah. that really gave it was a close fight was – Dotson, and then that rematch, he beat Dotson up. Well, the, like, the right. first, uh, the first Benavidez, my so is really close. Mm-hmm. But that was for the yeah, for the inaugural flyweight title. Like that was that was a my was probably down two rounds and came back to win it. 
But then the second one was when Ben Diaz just met the buzzsaw and just got knocked out in like two minutes in. Right. Yeah, he beat him up. What were you about to say, Raphael? I really like that division, but like Ryan was saying, I think Mighty Mouse does need to move up already. And I don't think people give credit to that division just because Mighty Mouse has fought bigger guys and he came down and figured <laughs> that division out. And then no one's been able to fucking topple him. That, that, I like that division a lot. People don't give it credit. It's going to be interesting to see when he, if and when he moves up, which I think he, I think he should too. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of very good tough fighters. You know, I mean, I've been a, I've been a fan of Cejudo's for a while and been high on him since he came in, championing him to to be able to fight for the title. And mm-hmm. I picked him in the first fight, you know, stupidly, and then after the fight, watching it, you know, it auto- admittedly said that it was just too soon for him. He didn't have enough fights in the ring, and his his fight IQ wasn't there. And and I still don't know if he's there at a at a level to beat Mighty Mouse. But you know, if he beats Sergio, it puts him into the position to get the rematch. He's he's only fought him once, so yeah. The thing yeah. is, he's he's picking up good skills in striking, <laughs> but has he figured out how to put them together like Mighty Mouse? Because Mighty Mouse has that. That's the be- that's the best thing about Mighty Mouse. He knows how to chain everything together. Nobody can chain shit together like Mighty Mouse. Like nope. Mm-mm. Well, and like even after uh, the Wilson Hayes fight, like, uh, Jeff and I we had talked about how whatever your strength is, that's what he uses to beat you. Yeah, like, he's not afraid to wrestle a wrestler. He's not afraid to box a boxer. He's not afraid to uh, to uh, to grapple with the jujitsu uh, black. But he will just do whatever it takes, and he it's almost like not not to uh, to embarrass you. But to show you that what your strengths are, he can perfect and be better than. Yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the reasons why I always loved Fedor forever because he fought them where they were best at. He fought uh, fucking uh, Big Nog. He, fought, he was fighting him on the floor. He beat the shit out of him on the floor. Crocop, he fucking beat him in the feet. He, he just he that's just right. did what, like he he beat people at what they were good at, and I, he doesn't get the credit either. I don't know what it is. Mighty Mouse doesn't get the credit. I don't, I don't know, because those are definitely in the conversation for goats. Oh, for sure. I mean, Fedor is, Fedor is absolutely, without question, in the conversation for the goat, <clears throat> especially the level of competition that he fought at the time. I mean, people, I, I don't, people try to sleep, but Pride, especially in that period, Pride's heavyweight division was way better than the UFCs when you had guys like Cabbage Carrera and. Arlovsky and freaking Tim Sylvia trading the belt back and forth, and mm-hmm. yeah, oh, and, the, and then even... years later, you had that same division move into the UFC and become the core of the UFC heavyweight division. Right? Like they just right. they moved into there. They just took over. Exactly, exactly, and that that's yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what my my point, man. I, I think just, that's one of the one so of the tough. two things that one of the two things I think that hurt Fedor was. Everyone always looks at pride as well. You know, everyone's on steroids, so it can't really count and whatever. Mm-hmm. And also, when all those contracts came over to the UFC, he didn't jump there. So everyone just said, oh, he, he doesn't want to fight the toughest competition. He's going to go over to Elite XC and, and uh, the Strike Force and those kind of places. And I think people just want to just jump on him for doing what's best for him as opposed to not going to the UFC. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely all financial for him, and he wanted to have the ability to to go fight in places like um, you know K one or M one and and whatever Lexus commercials. 
fuck yeah, give me that shit. I, I'll take Lexus commercials all day. Oh, yeah. That was bank. <laughs> <laughs> and he was still beating the shit out of people uh, at that time. So like, yeah. get the, you get sponsored by Lexus and you're beating the crap out of people. And you look at like the guys that he lost to there when like Verdum, Dan Henderson, and uh, Bigfoot Silva. Like those aren't those are not sleepers. Like those are like legitimate like world beaters too. Like so when everyone's like, oh, here comes the slide. It was like, well, not really. Like do you like do you know those names? Like those are yeah. big name guys. Like the Fabiano. I think the division just caught up to him. I think he just needed to move down and for yeah. sure lose weight, get get in shape, and lose the gut. But he just. He wanted to be the baddest man on the planet. I understand the heavyweight division has looked has always been looked at in every fucking in boxing, <laughs> and here even if it doesn't have the best pound for pound fighter, they still always it's the baddest man on the planet. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that's what at, he's always going. Roy Nelson, like Roy Nelson's love, like in <laughs> any other sport, Roy Nelson. If you looked at it, come on, you gotta lose that weight. Yeah. Like what the hell's wrong with Roy Nelson's like a god. Like. <laughs> yeah, he is beloved. Yeah, he just won two this past weekend, getting paid in uh, Bellator. Dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a couple of uh, a couple of fights for some other cards that were announced. Um, actually, for two nineteen, uh, Cyborg and Holly Holm was announced for the featherweight championship. Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah. yeah, yeah. This will be that one. Ooh. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Oh, that, gonna... I, I think uh, I think Holm has a better chance than people think. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Rafael. It's uh pretty. I like I like Cyborg a lot, but it's very very heavy forward pressure, and oh, when you're facing a counter striker that likes using the outside of the ring a lot and likes picking her shots, it's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Holly's gonna hang back and try to pick her apart. Yeah, that that's always the game plan with Holly, and sometimes it comes back to bite her in the ass. For sure. Yeah. yeah. What Cyborg provi- uh provides that right kind of forward pressure. Oof. Yeah, it's just she's got to avoid getting hit. That's going to be the hardest part. Yeah, because Holly has been knocked out. It was by a giant boxer, but yeah. you know she just she still got knocked out. I don't know if you guys have seen that. No, I didn't look up that clip heard about that. Some giant girl that she should not have been fighting. I think she came back and beat her though. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's she's definitely fought huge girls. So it's going to be interesting to see how the side because you know takedowns are going to be a factor now. That's going to be a big. That's going to be a big thing to watch the takedown. Yeah, that's the ground is definitely in favor of Cyborg. Yeah. Yep, I, I would say so. So does she use the forward pressure to try to set up the shot and get her to the ground and try to submit her? I don't know, Cyborg. Is that what she might just go for that? Who knows, man? That's. Yeah, but I, yeah, I gotta believe they're gonna be looking at the Ronda Rousey tape to see what happens when you can rush into Holly Holm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. End up on that highlight reel. Yeah, and you know, other fighters have definitely taken advantage of of Holly's lack of takedown and wrestling. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how Misha got her. So. <laughs> You know what I'm remembering? I'm remembering her versus Betch, and then <laughs> the whole fucking fight was boring. And then the ref's like, "Hey, you bitches got to fight." <laughs> and then Holly <laughs> just bop. yeah, and then, and then Betch just like, "Come on, come on!" And she goes forward and gets kicked in the face, 
Because it's pointing at her head too, wasn't she? They put it yeah. here, put it here, yeah. put it there. Yeah, talk <laughs> that was shit. Some of the most comedic shit I've ever seen in a fight. Lasted. Oh, yeah, man. that fight sucked up until that exact moment, and then it was like. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. Like uh, everyone threw away the rest of the fight just to see the just because we got that. Everyone's like, "Fuck yes, fuck the rest of the fight." Yeah. That was worth it. I'll sit through that. <laughs> I'll sit through it. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, two other fights got announced for UFC 219 for the New Year's Eve card. Um, Cynthia Cavallo and or Cavillo. is it Cavallo or Cavillo? Um, Calvillo. 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 Yeah, Calvillo. Yeah. Uh yeah, Cynthia and Carla Esparza. So this is a that's a, I mean it's a good name for for Cynthia to get on her resume. Definitely a good name. The former and inaugural 115 pound champion. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. definitely has a chance. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure. She's yeah. I got Calvillo. I do too. Because Carla's game yeah. is to get it to the ground, and Cynthia's got pretty good hands. Mm-hmm. And she's nasty. Her jits is nasty. She's a little scrappy. Yeah, girl on the floor. I like it. Team Alpha Male, man. Mm-hmm. Her and yeah. the who's on the Pro Gonzalez fight. How how tough she can be on the ground. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude, I was so I was so sad to see that just because I was uh, rooting for Calvillo, and then I found out Pearl was from Chicago, and I'm like, fuck, man. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm rooting for Pearl. I think she's fighting soon too, but uh, I'm going for her. But Calvillo, that's Calvillo fight's gonna be good against the Cookie Monster, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yep, Carlos Sparza. and I mean, and Carla hasn't looked really like all that impressive since Joanna just mopped the floor with her. Like, like she, when she won the title, everyone she kind of like everyone had this like high expectations for her. Of what she, what is she going to do in that division? And I mean, and she did fall in hard times there with the the financially and that which uh, we saw afterwards. But her fight, her fighting has just not been impressive, and she's taken some tough losses and. I mean, she's. I think this is the one where she's really going to start to rebound, or else it's going to be like, what's next for her in this division. Well, the yeah. thing was her when when the division came about and stuff. She was she was already at that upper echelon of that that class of fighter, and then Yuana just kind of came out of nowhere, and and fucking just destroyed that division. Yeah, and. Other fighters have still been attempting to try to catch up to Ioana. And Carla's shown a little bit of growth in the last fight or so, but you know, it, it didn't didn't seem like she was really trying to grow as a fighter. It was it just stick to that same game plan. Her boxing was still mm-hmm. pretty terrible. And she just tried to rely on her wrestling. Right, yeah. <clears throat> So it's on her. I mean, if she can, she better come prepared because Cynthia can can fight at every level, and I like that fight. Yeah, because I, I think lot. if Rose would have uh, been a little bit bigger, a little bit stronger, yeah. and not been able to have been held down, I think she would have won that or actually sunk in a submission because she was she was close at times and uh, she sure. looked really good in that fight. Yeah, Rose uh, for the title. Rose's Rose has always had like really good ground game, and. Mm-hmm. It's just her her boxing and stuff has gotten better since she got with Trevor Whitman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when her and Pat Barry made that switch, that's where she, her her game has improved at. You know, her jits has always been really good. Uh, and then also uh, Jimmy Rivera and Dominic Cruz will also be fighting each other on December thirtieth. So, 
that that fight there is like some question marks to see what uh, what Dominic Cruz uh, Dominic Cruz has left in the tank after the uh, coming off enough it would be like one year layoff from his last fight losing the belt and seeing like if his foot's healed up and see if we can get Dominic Cruz of old back in action or at least some form of it yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting to see Jimmy Rivera shows some good skills uh a better version of uh, Uriah Faber. A lot more active. For sure. Yeah. Uh, who's his last win against? All stand-up, I think it was. No. Alcantara? Was it Did he fight? Alcantara? I'm not sure. Should I wish I had it up. I don't know, but uh, his his last fight, I remember him looking very impressive. And uh, he destroyed Faber. So... I don't know. Cruz, uh, do you guys see, do you do you think he's his gas tank is done? This guy did fuck him up though. Fucking uh, Cody. Yeah, Cody fucked him up. I think I think he like coming into that fight hurt. I think I mean obviously definitely didn't let him put his uh, his game plan into action, and you could and, but he definitely ate a lot of punches or landed the head. But I think took a little bit out of him. Um. I think if his if he didn't have the the, the uh, basher plantitis or whatever it's called there, I think we would have seen a different outcome in that fight. Yeah, I think on uh, Joe Rogan they were saying too that they were just a lot more active in the idle times that uh, when both of them were idle they were doing stuff. So that's why we saw Cody dancing a lot. Just be like, hey, eyes right. on me, eyes on me, because he was gonna make it. Uh, well, he, uh, Cruz was trying to make it his fight, point him out, but. It didn't work out. This guy was trying to take advantage of the of the low spots, and then he eventually got him. Yeah. Rivera's last fight was uh, Almeida. Almeida. Thomas Almeida. Yeah. Back in, back in July. Damn, it went to the decision three rounds. Well, that's going to be interesting to see. So, They're uh, both, uh, well, for their past uh, four fights at least, he's been a decision fighter, and so is Cruz. So we'll see. Both point fighters. Decision definitely favors Cruz, in my opinion. Yeah, if he can, if he if he stops the takedown, I think he's going to have more output on the on the feet. Definitely. So I was just uh, looking at Bloody Elbow before we uh, close out the news segments, and uh, it looks like Andrea KGB Lee has been pulled off of UFC 216. Oh, yeah, she was uh, she was all set to make her her debut. But um, was informed that uh, well, she signed for the two sixteen and then was promptly pulled because apparently she failed a drug test back in two thousand and sixteen for diuretics uh, for a pre fight uh, screening at Invicta sixteen. So she has to because of USADA regulations, she's got to undergo six month pre debut screening period after signing with the UFC. So she got removed from the fight card. She's uh, still expected to remain under contract or make her debut once the screening window has passed. In the meantime, the UFC has been scrambling to uh, keep her opponent on the card. So, mm. yeah, that just saw Andrew's name. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize she was fighting on two sixteen. I hadn't looked at the rest of the card outside of Kevin Lee and Tony. And yeah, she she's opening up the card, so well, not anymore. That's sad. I like Andrea. She's a fun yeah. fighter. 
Yeah, not bad record too. No, not, not bad at all. Not bad at just all. A matter of t- just a matter of the waiting game now until you're in there. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's the new segment. Let's uh, let's get into this topic discussion. Let's have some fun. Yeah, we haven't we haven't done one of these <laughs> in a, done one of these in a while, and uh, <laughs> we were sitting around talking about doing it, and I was like, oh fuck it, let's see if Raphael wants to jump on this. Cool. So, I actually took notes and stuff. Nice. Went through elimination processes. <laughs> picked. Well, I'll let you get into it. And then yeah, yeah. Talk about. So we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna do our Mount Rushmore for MMA, and we picked uh, the organizations. You get one from each for the UFC, Pride, WEC, and Strike Force. And so everybody will each go organization by organization. Um, each person go. Give ours. If we got the same one, we got the same one. It's whatever. But uh, I, like that. I like that that rule stayed in there. Didn't yeah. get changed. Yeah. Yeah, we don't even. <laughs> uh, well, uh. No, that, it's just the complications that <laughs> yeah, we're avoiding. It's more, so good. Made it more complicated <laughs> that way, but we'll just do it our way. Um, yeah, definitely. So let's see. Raphael, you're the guest. We'll let you, uh, we'll let you pick what, what organization we're going to start with. And then uh, you give us your pick. Um, start with Pride. Nice. Okay. I picked. Uh, I picked Hicks and Gracie. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Nice. See, this is why I, I love Hickson. doing these. I know he only has two fights in Pride, but he was the first main event at Pride One. He was. He was one of the reasons. Or well, he was the main event. He was the reason it was uh, Pride One was created, and him and his family did have an influence in creating the UFC. So I think for that uh, those that reason alone, I think I have to put him as as one. And I I went through like I I picked the I picked four of the the top guys that I thought. Well, I actually made a list like more than four, and then I went through eliminating them, and then I eliminated down to one. And I I think it has to be Hickson, even though he only has two fights. That's a that's a interesting pick though, man. That's it, because uh, I I I don't want to eliminate one of your guys' picks or anything. I know Sakuraba's up there, but he never beat Hickson, and I know his thing is the Gracie Killer, but he never yeah. beat Hickson. So if I have to pick one, it has to be Hickson. Okay, I like it. I like it. Left field pick, Ryan. Yeah, I'm like uh, Raphael. Like, I had like a list of guys, and just trying to figure out which one and. Uh, so to me, for me, ultimately was uh, the axe murderer, Wanderley Silva. Like, just the amount of highlights that he put out there. I mean, I mean, Pride was like full of highlights from a lot of different fighters in every weight class, but just so many images of uh, that of Wanderley just knocking guys out. Like the, that one image of Rampage hanging in the ropes. Yeah, like, you can never forget that, no matter where you are. Like, I mean, he did have a couple bad losses there too, but. But, uh, but ultimately, I, I think the, the carnage that he put on there for uh, for a few years, Ryan, just uh, to me stood out. And and that's a yes, I'm taking the, the axe murderer in this one. All right. Interesting. I, uh, I love that. I love the axe murderer. Love I'm, it. I'm kind of surprised. I guess I'm surprised I'm the only one that, that had this one. But I, I, I thought I went with the obvious one and I picked Fedor. He's my goat. I have to. Yeah, exactly. I'm wearing the Fedor yeah. shirt. And I, was, I was going to point out <laughs> that you're wearing the Fedor shirt. 
I, I, I didn't want to pick it because I know that it was going to be yours, and I was going to let you have the floor for this one. Oh, we totally could have shared it. I was fine with that. I, I, I expected somebody else to pick it. So, but uh, he won the he's pride. In the, he's in my Rushmore, of course. He's in there. But you know, it had to be if I had to pick one. Okay. Yeah, well, it, you know, he won the championship back in uh, Pride 25 in July of 2003 from Big Nog and never lost the title, holding it until the company was bought by the UFC. And then he also won the 2004 Heavyweight Grand Prix over Kevin Randleman, beat everybody until the organization was done. The GOAT, Fedor. Well, and also even the, in that Randleman fight, he was slammed on his head, almost has like a neck broken. Yeah. Turned it into a submission, was it? A, like, yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, unbelievable. Like, yeah, he'd, uh, he yeah, got a more after. Shows. Yeah. yeah, he went on a lot of shows in, uh, in Pride. Yeah, he could knock you stupid, or he could take your limb home. And my my 1B was, was Sakuraba. Yeah. Um, Ryan, I'll let you pick where we go next. Uh, we'll go uh, WEC. Okay. And uh, I'm sure if anyone's listening to this show, it seems to be very obvious. Jeff's going to probably roll his eyes inside, but uh, now I'm going California Kid. No, uh, I am not going to roll my eyes inside. Oh, I like that. Normally, whenever California Kid gets brought up, you usually rank on me. In the UFC. In the UFC, okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he really helped, I think, put WC and the lighter weight classes on the map. If it wasn't for him... I don't think we know a lot of the names that we know to the levels that we have. <laughs> I know you can't uh, really see it, but it's there. Uh, yeah, so it's like, uh, I it, for me, it was the no-brainer. I mean, there was two obvious picks. WEC was one of them, and it was Uriah Faber all day. Yeah. I, I've never argued what Uriah Faber did in the, in the WEC. I just said eh, he didn't really deserve to be a Hall of Famer because he didn't do anything in the UFC. But I picked him for my representative for the WEC. Uh, held the title for two years, defending it five times. Uh, was, like you said, the face of the WEC and had notable wins over Jens Pulver two times, Dominic Cruz, and Jeff Curran. Yeah. So he just never could. Well, couldn't get past Mike Brown. I was going to say, like, in that Mike Brown fight, he was fighting with no hands. Yeah, he it, it, broke. Or, he broke one in the first round, then he broke. I think this or hurt the second one later on. If he he was fighting with no hands, he just he was just swinging his arms and hoping for the best. Like yeah, both fights he broke. I'm pretty sure both fights he broke his hand, and then I think and then the one fight he broke both hands and then was just like throwing yeah. elbows and shit as punches. <laughs> Mike Brown's a little time to shine before he became a really good coach. Yeah. Um. Go to Strike Force. Raphael doesn't get a pick. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> I for- Our <laughs> special guest, who we were so happy to have on. I'm fucking high. I, I had favorite too. That's why I just didn't say anything. It's definitely favorite. It's hard to argue that it's not favor. Like you could say Aldo, but he's known for getting knocked out in the UFC more than he is for being a dominant champion. He, even he, like his knockouts are incredible. Like. But still, like, it doesn't matter. He got knocked out by uh, Conor McGregor in the UFC, and that's what he's remembered for. Um, it's got to be favor. Yeah. Uh, song, they wouldn't let him change it in the UFC for a reason. He, he he was just a staple in the 
in that company. Yeah. You, you, you think WEC, you think, uh, you think him. Just like when you, like I, that, I had to agree with Ryan in the previous one. When you think Pride, you think Vanderlei just because of how vicious he was. But, yeah, Faber. Yeah, I mean, he, he brought the attention to that organization for people that had no idea. He he almost, not, I mean, it wasn't mainstream yet, because you, but he, he made WEC far more popular than it would have been. Yep. So. I mean, we, like we were saying, like, his losses to Mike Brown, it wasn't that Mike Brown beat him. Everyone always just talked about how he fought with broken hands. When he lost to Jose Aldo, it wasn't that Jose Aldo beat him, it was... How was he standing after all those le- like his legs was like black and blue and purple and swollen? But that's what people remember. They don't remember him losing to Aldo. They remember his legs afterwards and like the, the grit and determination that he showed. Yeah, but he just couldn't get past Burrell and his butt chin. And his butt chin. <laughs> <laughs> Connor tore him apart. That's iconic, bro. He's got a yeah, butt chin. <laughs> Connor tore him apart on that shit. <laughs> 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 Uh, um. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with Strike Force, like I was saying. And I need to bring up his record. There we go. And uh, my pick for Strike Force was originally gonna be Dan Henderson, but then I kind of looked into it. Uh, didn't didn't until the end of the thing. Didn't really do much. Uh, he, he had a decent Strike right. Force career. So uh, I picked uh, Gil Melendez. <laughs> Gil Melendez held the uh, lightweight title two times and once as the interim and uh, has more title defenses than any other champion in Strike Force history. And he beat. Damn it. He beat uh, Josh Thompson there to, yeah. to unify. Yep, Josh Thompson oh. to unify. Well, lost it to him, yeah. Lost it to him and then got the interim title. Um, but Thompson didn't get cleared to fight, so that's how he got it. And then they unified. Right. But yeah. He beat uh, Dreaming. Uh, he beat Aoki. Uh, Kawajiri. Like Guida. Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, he beat he beat a lot of people in Strike Force. And like I said, most title defenses in the company, so Yeah, so something. That's why I picked him. That is why I picked him. Raphael. Um, I got Frank Shamrock. When I think uh when I think Strike Force, I don't I, maybe it's because he was like one of their first champions. Mm-hmm. And right. uh the wars with him and Kung Lee, I think, if I remember right. But I was going to say Ronda, but, you know, she kind of just was the reason they bought out Strike Force and went up to the UFC, and you kind of remember her more there. Yep. And when I think Strike Force, it has to be Frank Shamrock. Like, um, I don't know. He's, he was one of the first mixed martial artists, too, as well. Like, using striking and grappling and takedowns in the UFC. For sure. <clears throat> he's he's well. He's one of the credited ones. He's like I, I hate when people say he's one of the first. He's one of the credited first because, um, well, Pancrase has been around for forever, and uh, I think that's what he used. I think that's what he uses. Him and yeah, him and uh, and 
Ken were pancreas fighters, if I remember. Yeah, they were pancreas fighters. So, you know, he he was one of the first, he was one of the pioneers, and then he went over to Strike Force, and I remember him as champion there. Like I said, the wars with Kung <laughs> Lee. But uh, that that was one of the more harder picks to, to out of the organizations with Strike Force. Yeah, just because just because they came out of other organizations there, and it was hard to pinpoint like when they were like right at yep. their height. And uh, I, I think I just have to put uh, Frank Shamrock at Strike Force. Yeah, I was. That's what I ran into with this one too. It was like like I said, Dan Henderson that came to mind, Ronda came to mind, Gina Carano mm-hmm. came to mind. But then I started looking through, you know, like the record, and like I said, Gill's the one that just jumped out to me the most with the amount of title defenses and stuff and holding the lightweight title the most times. He's he's probably had the most title defenses too, so that's not that's a really good pick. But I like the Frank Shamrock one, dude. I like I like the the just outside the outside the box ones like that. Ryan, yeah, this is um, <clears throat> the hardest one for me just because I didn't really watch too much Strike Force. So yeah, like you guys are saying, like there was a lot of those names, but you look into it and you know your, your Cyborgs, your Rondas, your Fedor, like, uh, Dan Henderson, all these names, but really. Where were they at their career at that point? And uh, and I was like you, Jeff. I was looking at Henderson, and then I was looking through it today, and I completely skipped over Gil Melendez. And ultimately, he is the one that I picked because I forgot how much he really did do there. And when you you hear him get announced in UFC, they always say former strike force uh, lightweight champion, but for some reason just never stuck with me uh, until I went back and just really – looked at everything that he did in the, in the organization and it just brought back like the little it's and bits that I did see. I do remember seeing him here and there in strike force. So I ultimately did go with Gil Melendez like you. Yeah. I knew we would agree on a couple. <clears throat> it's usually what happens. We fight about a few and we agree on a couple <clears throat> of things. Bisping's going to beat that ass. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck with Ryan on this until November fourth. So yeah, because yeah, oh, on November because uh, on November fifth you won't be able to. No, yeah, well, it's fine. <laughs> Listen, that's my birthday weekend. Shit will go my way. God damn it. <laughs> One way or another. God damn right. And on November fifth, I'm going to see Glassjaw. Nice. Which probably means very little to most people listening to this show. <laughs> I think I saw them randomly uh, like 15 years ago, if that sounds right. Probably. I was, I was at some random concert at uh, Fox Theater, and they were, it was like four or five bands lined up, and they were just one of them that the, was there. The Fox Theater in Detroit? No, no. Yeah. I was uh, back when I was. And uh, maybe not. Fox, once it was Fox Theater, might be, might not have been. But uh, film, it, it could have been the Fox Theater. I was just asking if you were talking about the Fox Theater in Detroit. Oh no, yeah, it was. It was in Detroit. Yeah, it could have been the, the Fillmore, or the State Theater, that which became the Fillmore right next door. But either one of them, it's right there downtown. Yeah, it was like my my uh, my buddy won tickets up eight nine X or something, and so we just uh, yeah we just uh, went over to Detroit for the night and just uh, got like four or five bands, and that was it. Nice. Headlined by was it uh, Alien Ant Farm back when they were a thing? I loved Alien Ant Farm. <laughs> and then, are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, Manny? That's it. dude, that first Alien Ant Farm album. Besides that, that smooth criminal cover, like that first Alien Ant Farm album is really fucking good. 
Yeah, I have it in my library. I still listen to that from time to time. I mean, I, I skip Smooth Criminal usually when it comes up, but, like, the first <laughs> four or five tracks are fucking really good. Their bass player was phenomenal. Phenomenal. But anyway, uh, last one, obviously, is the UFC. Um, Raphael? Um, I got Hoist, just uh, the creator, the starter, the guy that won the first, what, seven UFCs. I th- this this one was probably the hardest one. Like Strike Force was uh well the hardest one to pick, but this one like I had so many more picks to choose from and eliminate and to try to pick. This one was pretty hard too and I I had to go with Hoist again because of the history and yeah, you just the family that started it all, man. It's hard to pick against them as as the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, that's, that's a great pick, man. Two Gracies on your Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah, my my Mount Rushmore looks kind of weird looking at it now. It's yeah. it's, it's Hoist, Hickson, uh, Shamrock, and uh, Faber. That's my. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's definitely worse uh, worse lineups probably though. For like, sure. Not worse lineups, but like like uh, weirder lineups, I should say. Yeah. Well, like, we we would have to put it into context of what it was for people to understand it because they would be, just look at me weird, like what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, two Gracies and a Shamrock. That's. Yeah, and then Faber just sitting off in the corner, just looking yeah. over at them. It'd have been great yeah, if you'd have figured out how to work Ken in there and just got his, <laughs> had Ken. <laughs> <laughs> two two graces, two oh, shamrocks, yeah. tag team on yeah. Rushmore. Yeah, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> Ryan? It would have been the Mount Rushmore of like most rigged or fixed fight or something. Most fixed fights, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, God, Ken. Yeah. Poor guy. Desperate for cash, man. Desperate for cash. Yeah. Do what you got to do, I guess. Yeah, unfortunately. Ryan, who's your UFC pick? I I think I have an idea. Yeah, uh, Nate Diaz. Nah, this <laughs> If he don't hail from Montreal, <laughs> fucking Canada, I don't believe you. But he doesn't. He hails from Saint Isidore, Quebec, just outside of Montreal. <laughs> right there, buddy. Right fucking there. You know how long I've been waiting to want to... I'm flipping Ryan off right yeah. now. You know how long I've been wanting to do this to your fucking face? Uh, a, a year and two months. Yes. Just, that's how I say I love you. Uh, no, George St. Pierre the whole way, obviously. He's uh, what really brought me back into MMA. I fell out for a number of years. and uh, On a whim, me and Kara went on a date and watched uh, UFC 94. Uh DJ Penn, St. Pierre, too, and just watching what he did and just knowing that he was, uh, you know, pretty much from the same city I am, just a different suburb, uh, just made me root for him even harder and just been following him ever since. And, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's the reason why I'm in it, so he's the reason why I consider him to be my, uh, my all-time. I had a feeling that's what it was going to be. You did not disappoint me. Well, see, <laughs> my pick originally, we have been wanting to do this topic discussion for a while. 
We were supposed to do it a few weeks ago, but it was uh, one of the episodes Ryan couldn't make it, and Tony had to fill in at the at last minute, so we couldn't do it. Had more <laughs> had more fights lined up, you know, so we didn't have time to do it. So since then, my original pick got busted for steroids, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really use him anymore. So uh, I had to go with Anderson Silva. Uh, even though he also suspension, who also got suspended, but (laughs) see, I would have gone with Jones if he wasn't on suspension, like, or if he was, if he wouldn't got caught. That's where I was at. That's where I was at. But as soon as he got, like I said, in the you know, we we've been talking about doing this for a couple of weeks. If we would have done it when we were gonna try to do it originally, John Jones would have been on my Mount Rushmore. But then in that latter of time, boop, he got popped. So. Yeah. Right now, Raphael's looks good because his is all done. Like, George St. Pierre could still pop, and all of a sudden, mine's going to look pretty wonky. But, I mean, Raphael, his run is more set in stone. Like, no one, you know, no one's going to be, if they test positive, oh, well, their workers are done. I mean, yeah, Hoist, uh, Hoist did test positive when he fought Matt Hughes. Did he? I'm pretty sure he did. He was fighting, I thought, I thought it was in Japan when he tested. Was it? I thought he got popped right after the Hughes fight. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just making shit up. But I could have swore that happened. He definitely, definitely popped for for something, but I thought it was in Japan. Dude, man, those Gracies are crazy. Have you guys never seen that fight? Not you guys, because you guys have seen it. For anyone who's never seen that fight, go back and watch it. He just toughs it out and gets the shit beat out of him, right? Oh, yeah. when he fought Matt Hughes? Yeah. Yeah, Matt Hughes felt sorry for him, and I think he just beat the shit out of him until the rest stopped it. Yeah. Never mind with that 90-minute that fight with uh, Hughes and Sakuraba. Gracie and Sakuraba? Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, 90 minutes? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus, like. He had some wars, man. They wanted it They wanted it by their rules, and Sakuraba still made it out and won that goddamn fight. Yeah, Hoist couldn't stand. No, fuck no. But he still never beat Hickson, like you pointed out. But, yeah. Yeah, isn't, isn't Hickson some ridiculous number that he brags about? I wouldn't. I wouldn't doubt him to his face. I wouldn't say you're wrong because he'd probably kick the sh- not probably he'd kick the shit out of me. Yeah, I'm not telling well, any Gracie anything I, except yeah, for nope. Yeah, maybe, maybe Hickson and Hickson and uh, Eddie Bravo. They did uh, the Joe Rogan podcast a couple years back, and his 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 record is yeah, it's like in the like beyond the hundreds. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, and he says he's undefeated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's the goat. Mm-hmm. He's the goat. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I wish he would have had more pride fights to see to see what his record would have been like. I At least liked, ten fights. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen him fight Sakuraba. Yeah. Get, I mean, mm-hmm. get them all. Yep. See if you're really the Gracie killer. Which mm-hmm. I mean, four out of them, absolutely. But you know, could he have beaten the toughest one? Did he beat Ralph? Ralph's not even a real Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph married into the goddamn family. <sighs> Ralph, is, the name. Ralph is bullshit. That's what he is. I would have kept my fucking name and just be like, oh, I roll with the Gracie. I roll with them. You know? Yeah. Why the fuck would you take their name? Because it looks better to be a Gracie, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. But still. That's some weird shit. Yeah. 
Right. Pull your unless unless him and his wife rolled for it, they're like, "All right, whoever wins this uh, <laughs> yeah. grappling match gets to keep she, the lane." But then she tapped him and said, "You know, I feel sorry for you. Just take it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably how it went down, man. Probably. We're over here judging the poor dude. <laughs> I mean, I, it is weird that you would marry. I mean, marrying into the family is one thing, but taking their name just to try to make yourself look tougher or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like anybody believed your name was Ralph Gracie? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, it'd be, it'd be Hal. Yeah, Hal. Yeah, he, he would have to change how it's pronounced. Yeah, Ralph Gracie. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, back to your pick, Jeff. Now that we're trying to climb out of this rabbit hole, I'm done. I mean, Anderson Silva came out of nowhere, coming in when he came into the UFC. Not a lot of people knew who the hell he was. Beat the brakes off of Chris Lieben. Beat the brakes off of Rich Franklin. And then just kept rolling. I mean, some of his fights weren't the most exciting fights, but he still got a pretty good resume. I mean, Damian Maya, Nate Marquardt. I mean, like I like how I pointed out the uh, Wanderlei uh, putting Rampage to the ropes. That image of uh, Anderson front kicking Vitor. Yeah. Oh God. That's forever on the highlight reels. That like, was one of my favorite things to point out to Everett all the time. He was so hype on that oh, fight. Yeah, so hype okay. that Vitor was gonna beat the shit out of Anderson, and when it finally happened, I was like, nope. Front kick to the face, bitch. And that was uh, Cheetor Belfort at the time, too. Yep. Cheetor still fights for Cheesus, though. <laughs> 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 I fight for Cheesus. Yep. That's what I mean. So you need to see Yoel Romero and Vitor Belfort. Why? Do you they want Vitor to die? We'll fight for Cheesus. Let's see who Cheesus really likes. Yeah. Who's the favorite for Cheesus? <laughs> <laughs> no forget Jesus. Oh man. Oh, man. oh yeah. Oh, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see I don't want to see it. Let's see some uh Luke Rockhold versus some uh Romero. Some Yol. Yeah, 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 sign yeah, me up for that shit. Sign me the fuck up for that shit. I'll take that any day. Yeah. You know what I'd really like? For them to unify that belt. Yeah. Be great. Yeah. But no, Ryan. Who's winning at GSP or uh, GSP or Bisbing? I know uh, Ryan's got GSP. <laughs> Michael Bisbing is going to Michael Bisbing? beat the brakes off of George St. Pierre, <laughs> I think. Stoppage? He's going to he's gonna stop him? That's what I've been saying. I've been partially saying it to piss Ryan off. But, I mean, really, come on. The, the dude's going up a weight class he's never fought at. Against a guy that's been fighting in that weight class for a long time that has fucking power. And yeah, he's he... coming to he's coming to get ready for Anderson, bro. He's gonna be Bisbee to prove he's the best, and then he's gonna take out Anderson. That's fine. That that <laughs> fight I'd be okay with. If, if, I would have been fine. Yeah, I wish with it was him. Anderson first, to be honest. Me too. Stop clogging yeah. up the fucking division for a year. Was that? But he can't go. Uh, he can't go Bisbee and then Silva because then. Yeah. Bobby Knuckles is sitting over there with his interim yep. title. Yep. <laughs> you interim shut title. your fucking mouth. George is not <laughs> winning that belt. <laughs> Dude, and Robbie Lawler, or not Robbie Lawler, Bobby Knuckles is not 
that big. He could, he could be taken down and held down. I don't know. What if Jacare, George Unified has those belts? Jacare couldn't hold him down. I don't think George is holding <laughs> him down, bro. Yeah, dude. Fucking Whitaker has impressed the shit out of me. I've always been like, oh, man, he's going to get held down. Every time I, I'm i worried that he's going to be. And he's just like, nope. He just pops right back up and knock, winds up knocking these guys out. I thought for sure Jacare was going to choke uh, Bobby Knuckles out. That's what I said was going to happen on the show. Yeah. I was confident mm-hmm. as fuck. I'm pretty sure Suzo. I said that too. And then he took him down, and I was like, "Here we go!" And boop, popped right back up. Yep. Like Chuck. He's like, "Nope." Yeah. Just nope. chucked him off his back. He's like, "Nope, get off." Yep, get off me, bro. Well, uh, that was the that was the fight where I swore I'd just never pick against Bobby Knuckles again. No, man, no. Just because, like, I can't. He murdered Jacare. It, dude, it's a th- it, the thing is, I I saw him lose before at 170, and then moving up, I just I thought it was going to be a lot harder for him, but it, he just seems to be. Really, really like healthy, not depleted. Yeah. It seems like he he's got the energy, he's got the strength to to be able to compete with these guys that look bigger than him. Yeah, but he he's like, I'm just gonna fight at what I'm good at, and he does it. He's fucking shrugging these guys off his back and sticking to the striking game and some connecting shots, man. Yeah, some guys, it's a smart move to go up because you're cutting too much weight. Like mm-hmm. Gastelum, you know, Gastelum's looked really good yeah. at 85. Robert Whitaker has looked good at, at 85. Um, you know, some guys it's better for them to go down. Some find a little bit more success. Some struggle, like Johnny Hendricks. Oh, my God. Well, Johnny Hendricks, he could be funny at a heavyweight. Like, when, when he walks over, like, walks around, like, how do you walk around to 225, cut down to 170, and expect to be, like, at peak physical shape the next day? It's Especially optimal. when they take away I. When they take away all the IVs and all that, like, because Johnny is still a dumb wrestler at heart, and we his think... next fight's a tough one too, isn't it? I have no idea. I think we talked about it. I think we already have him losing. Probably. Probably. Oh, is it? I th- yeah. It's like. <clears throat> I I remember when it, when it, when it first broke. Me and you were talking about how bad we feel for Johnny Hendricks. Who got announced to fight Neil Magny at two eighteen? Uh, Usman. Usman. That's right. Uh, they they've they've agreed to it. They haven't signed a contract. Oh yet. yeah, but they're trying for it for two eighteen though. Yeah. Yeah. Give me it. Give me my boy Kamara. I wonder if they're going to promote Usman, Jeff. I think he was calling him out on uh, them in May hour. Oh, okay. I think it was him. I would love to have Kamaru Usman on that show. Love it. Yeah, after that last fight, I'm really, like we said, getting really uh, really high on him going forward. Yep. Yep. Yeah, dude, I'm, those tickets go on sale in a couple of weeks, so they got to they gotta start popping something. And they did. They started filling out that card, so I'm ready. I'm ready to get my tickets. I'm excited. Been looking forward to this shit ever since I figured out that they were going to be doing a UFC before they wanted to announce it. When Rogan comes to town on a Friday night, you know there's probably a yeah, UFC that's right, that's behind right. it. Oh, damn, Rogan's there? Yeah, bro. Too? We're going to see Rogan Friday night. That's so fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, oh, <laughs> or China at, one seven, at 217. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going oh, to see. Oh, no. 
No. <laughs> no, Paulo Enrique Costa. Why do, why do they have different names for them everywhere? Yeah. But I think it is it is Boricina. But yeah, no, man. Yeah. That guy's 10 0 and he's look fucking destructive. Yeah, he's going to murder. That's right. Yeah. Cardi Hendricks is going to sleep. He's got nine KOs in the submission. He's a finisher, Johnny. Dude, I like that. <sighs> dude, the dude, six foot, 185. Good luck, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny's going to get killed. I really like that. Um, that Magni fight, though, with for Usman. Like, that's a really good yeah. spot for him to be at. Yeah, hopefully they can get that signed. Yeah, I hope so. People figured out Magny's weak point, the jits. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, I think Shab was saying that he's like a purple belt. Like he, if he had to rank him, he said he would probably felt him like as a – he would probably be a purple belt right about now. Yeah. His, his weak point has always been the floor. Shab would know. He used to roll out there. Yeah, yeah. he's rolled with him. Yeah. <clears throat> he used to train out there at that Colorado until Joe begged him to retire. Yeah. Yeah. Look at him now, man. He's making bank. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he used to date Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Yeah. That, that was fun. That was fun. We've been wanting to do that, that fight uh, or the um, topic discussion for quite a while and just haven't had the opportunity to get it done. And so it's finally happened. No, dude, it was fun. I went through, I filled out a page and a half of notes. I actually went through and made my own little Mount Rushmore of every single organization and then picked my top one. For That's why it came out so weird because I went and made, I started crossing off names, picked my four, moved on, picked the four, moved on, picked the four, oh, and then yeah. ranked those. And that's why it looks all, all weird. <laughs> I like that, though. Well, that's the thing too. Like, like with Pride having, like we said, they had so many people. It's like, how? Yeah. What, what monster do you pick when there's just a room full of them? Yep. Like, like, like there's. It's one of those things where like, there's really no wrong pick. It's just what one, what one jumped out to at that moment. Yeah, Shogun, the youngest champion. Fedor, the goat. Vanderlei, the axe murder of that fucking organization. Yeah. Henderson was like a two division champion. It's just there was so many people in that, and a lot of okay. people remember Sap just for being a huge guy getting beat up. <laughs> right. Yeah, Sap did just get the brakes beat off of him. He power bombed uh, Nogara. Oh, dude, I think Nogara's never been the same after that. He that was, was the, that uh, was the one that <laughs> three hundred and fifty pounds of just muscle falling on your head. Right. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> and still beat him. <laughs> yep. Didn't he tap him? Yeah. Yeah, I think he armbarred like, him. Yeah, that's what I just thought. Just like the uh, the Fedor and uh, and Randleman. Yep. Oh God, I miss Pride. I miss Pride. Ryzen's kind of there for me for that, but I miss Pride. It's just not the same. It really isn't. It really isn't. I went on a Pride kick for a little while. Uh. The spring and early summer, just like watching old Pride fights on Fight Pass and shit. Good times. I need, I need to start do. I need to do one of those with my friends. Now I think about how I go back and watch WrestleMania and shit. I should just go back and watch a Pride, and write down shit and talk about it. Yeah, we talked about doing that before too. It just never came. Shit, to we we could do that since it doesn't have to be live. Fuck yeah, I'd be down. Yeah. 
Yeah. I know. We just have to. Yeah, we just have to talk about which one we want. Like, hey, watch this one. Boom. All right. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, man. This has been fun, Raphael. It's been good having you on once again. Thank you, man. Oh, dude. Thank you for having me. Thank you. And thank you, Ryan, as well. Yeah, th- thanks for going on. It's uh, it's been great to finally talk to you. Yeah, yeah, no, dude. I'm glad we could get you you two together. That was fun. It's fun for everybody. Uh, Raphael, want you? Uh, yeah, for the listeners. Yeah, maybe. Somebody <laughs> might like it. Somebody might like it. Why don't you mm-hmm. uh, kick off our final thoughts? And uh, you know, if you got anything you want to say, plug obviously plug your show and and where everybody can find you again. Um, they can find me on. YouTube, Podbean, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, just a full heel podcast and any of those. And then Donkey Tron on Xbox Live. If you guys want to add me on there, I'm on Xbox Live too, just playing Skyrim or uh, Elder Scrolls Online. <clears throat> All right. Make sure you go and listen to the full heel podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just told them look for uh we do wwe stuff uh we just talk i i do a bunch of wwe stuff i watch raw smackdown nxt i talk about it. i watch old stuff and then i do my own fight companions on saturdays or whenever there's big fights or boxing matches have you uh so, yeah have you ever uh talked to lk who does loudmouth wrestling um, i've messaged them here and there but uh i can't find his audio stuff on iTunes or anywhere. I think I don't know if he's just strictly video now. I think he's but, uh, just strictly video now. Yeah, I don't know why he stopped doing audio. Like, because I catch all a majority of my uh, listening at work because I just put my headphones in and ignore everybody. Right. And then, uh, like a while, like maybe two months back, I've noticed that he didn't have any stuff. So whenever I catch him, I have to catch him on um, on video, and I just. I haven't been able to interact as much with him. We were supposed to do something, but I know he's really he's always doing interviews and stuff. I just didn't want to bother him and be like, hey, dude, are you going to have me on your show? And, yeah, um, he's, he's super busy. Yeah, so I just didn't want to bother him. And I, like I said, he's been on YouTube, so the interaction between me and him has just been a little bit more limited because he's not doing audio and I can't hear him as much. Right. But right. yeah, no, I've definitely listened to his stuff, and uh, I, I like it a lot. I like his perspective, and I like, and he covers a lot of the stuff that I don't get to cover. Like, um, like you were talking about earlier, the Scottish promotions and uh, New Japan. I can't, I really don't have time to watch those. I really, I no. wish I could. And people they make fun of me because they're like, you watch only WWE, and I'm like, dude, like I watch UFC and boxing and K1 and. Well, not K1 anymore, but I'm like, Glory, I'm like, I got to watch all this other shit. And I'm like, I stick to WWE because it's nostalgic. Like, I've been watching it forever, and I want to see where the storylines are going. I'm like, it's the longest reigning soap opera for dudes. So I'm like, I got to watch it. Yep, and definitely. it's the like, easiest just to keep tradition. Yeah, and like, NXT's like, good, yeah. too. Like, you yeah. guys don't watch NXT, it's pretty good. No, I hear great yeah, things about NXT, awesome. though, though. And, uh, yeah, but uh, I wish I could catch those other promotions. But uh, LK does a great job covering uh, New Japan <laughs> Uh, I definitely should get more in contact with him just because I like his wrestling stuff. But like I said, he stopped doing audio, so Dad, I moved on a little bit. Try to hook up with him, bring him on your show. Yeah, right. I'm just gonna have to be talk, like, "Hey, come on, talk some wrestling with him." Yep, some wrestling, some wrestling, wrestling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Ryan. Final thoughts, my man. Uh, I just want to give uh, 
good thoughts, well wishes, and prayers to uh, one of my first real like uh, Hollywood crushes, uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus, better uh, known as Elaine from Seinfeld. Uh, found out today she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh shit! And, oh fuck! Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I saw that and like yeah. I mean, she's been a part of my life really for like, you know, 25 years now, pretty much. So right. it's, uh, I saw that. So just want to send her uh, best wishes. Uh, hopefully uh, she beats it and everything goes well for her. Um, I just want to add, uh, Bron- uh, well, yeah, I hope everything goes well for her. But a Bronson line, I took a bump and started dancing like Elaine Bennis. Yeah. So that's something that just came <laughs> that, to mind right now. That line, I love that line. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know that. That sucks. Oh, dude, I love Elaine. Yeah. I hope she fucking comes out good out of that shit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, best well wishes to to her. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. to Hef, man. Yeah, right? That sucks. Yeah, that's right. He was 91, you know. He's got to go sometime. For sure. For sure. But definitely R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah, to the legend. I have a, I have an old, like, well, not that old, maybe like ten years old, like a good twenty old Playboys that I used to get when I was younger. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I have to go back and read the old. Right. Go back and unstick the pages. <laughs> <laughs> I think oh, that's, God. I think that's the perfect note to leave it on. Raphael, thank you for joining us man once again we appreciate you and you are always welcome here on the average joe's mma show anytime you want to come back on man all right thanks anytime man for sure for ryan dempsey and for our special guest Raphael chidez i'm jeff shanahan we'll see you guys next week for another episode of the average joe's mma show Turkey bags. <laughs> <laughs>